0: When I was in college, I, my senior year, I was in this leadership class that had uh, the president of the university at the time, Ken Starr, uh, Vice President of Student Life, Dr. Kevin Jackson, and uh, Regent Jeffrey Dale Reader were the teachers of this class. And so I, I was in this class, and one day we were given the task of, of giving a leadership speech. It was called a leadership credo, and I have no idea what a credo is but it was just some sort of speech that we were told to give. And so it was my turn to give this speech. And I, I stood up in front of the class of about, I want to say, 40 people. And uh, uh, I give this, uh, how do I say this? Scathing, uh, very passionate speech on leadership. And it was pretty, uh, I thought it was amazing, personally. But I'm totally biased. And uh, what I did was, I, I actually... I actually called out everyone in the room, and it was pretty inappropriate. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, or maybe I did. And I, but either either way, I, I said a few things about the people in the room. Uh, for example, uh, there were a bunch of CLs in the room, probably ten or fifteen CLs. And uh, it's my senior year. I'm really I think I'm a t- I'm top of the world, and I'm like, you guys think you're community leaders because you have the title of community leader, CL, that's what it stands for, for those that don't know. And, uh, and I said, but the reality is none of you can are leading anything, much less yourself or anyone or any sort of community. And uh, that didn't go over well. Uh, And then also uh, really all of the student government at the time was there, and I had some choice words as well—not like curse words, but just some statements on how I felt like they were using their positions. And for whatever reason, I had that opinion. And uh, and uh, of course, after class, uh, you know, Dr. Jackson, vice president of student life, pulls me aside and says, "Dale, I think we need to meet." I said, "That sounds great." And uh, and uh you laugh it wasn't funny and in fact uh patty priest the now vertical advisor was in the room and uh she remembers it possibly hopefully not but either way i meet with dr jackson afterwards and he's like dale uh it seems that you have a problem with uh you know some students and i think you handled that inappropriately and i said you're probably right yes sir yes sir whatever in the end i didn't say whatever I, i said yes sir yes sir and um he i still got an a in the class and so uh but i graduated from baylor for those that don't know that and i i went to dallas and one day i came back to come work for vertical and one of the first people that i chose to meet with was dr kevin jackson who's vice president student life still to this day and uh he uh so i meet with him and i just say hey dr jackson i am so sorry um And the reason why I was sorry was because uh, there's something that God has given me. And it's one, passion. And two, it might be uh, being slightly dramatic. And I like to say things that are maybe edgy to get people's attention. Uh, That's kind of the way that God has made me. I don't know why, but I'm passionate. And I'm especially passionate about leadership. So I care about leadership and I'm passionate. These are the things that God has uniquely gifted me with. And I just want you to know, Dr. Jackson, at the time, I just didn't know what to do with that stuff. My passion had no direction. My understanding of leadership had no direction. I was just this college student who was trying to figure out, what am I supposed to do with the way that I've been gifted? What am I supposed to do with with the fact that I really, really care about certain things? Not everyone has passion. It was just something that I was gifted with. And so I apologize to him. And, and we're, he's one of my favorite people at Baylor University. And I like to think that he's one of my biggest advocates as well. But, but that story, it, the reason why I tell you that is because so many of us are probably asking ourselves the question, what am I supposed to do about me? What am I supposed to do uh, with the way that God has gifted me? Whatever that may be, you might be a strategic thinker. You might be a comforter of people you might be type A and you're just organized out the wazoo you're like I just it, it just stresses me out when when those people these three people are not centered like that's not aligned who's going to tell them who's going to tell those vertical people to set up those microphones just in an even way like that doesn't even make sense who did that right like that's stressing me out that might be you I don't know that was just off the dome that's stressing me out I saw that I'm like why are there's not Anyways, evenly placed just little things, guys, right? I don't know what way God has gifted you. I don't know what way God has gifted you, but maybe you, like me, when you're in college, you might have been considering, like, what am I supposed to do with the way I've been gifted? What am I supposed to do about me? What am I supposed to do with me? Lord, I know you're my Savior. I know that that Jesus is... It is is the ultimate gift, and it's because of the gift of the cross, because of Jesus on the cross, that gives us freedom to use our gifts for the kingdom. But like, what do I do? I don't know where to start. And so tonight, we're going to look at a passage in Matthew 25, and it's Jesus telling a story. It's Jesus telling this parable, and it's called the parable of the talents. And uh, that's what we're going to look at tonight. But first, I'm going to ask us, uh, uh, we're going to pray again. So if you'll bow your heads with me before we open up the word. Father, we ask that you would um, help us to see. Like we're all blind, Bartimaeuses. Like, Lord, we just, when you ask us, what do you want? Lord, we ask that you would help us to see tonight. Um, Lord, we pray that you bless this time through the power of your spirit, Lord. Nobody's going to leave here um, just because the words that come out of my mouth, if if they're from me, but Lord, I, I pray that they would be from you, and I pray that the spirit would move in a way that would empower and encourage students and even myself to leave here understanding our role in your kingdom and it coming here on this earth. Lord, may your kingdom come here as it is in heaven. We pray this in your son Jesus' name, amen. All right, this passage is very long. So tonight, in order to, to uh, work through this passage, I'm going to invite three people up to help me tell the story. I'd actually invite you not to open your Bibles yet if you've brought them. It's okay if you have, um, but I need three volunteers, I'll do it. three closest people. You'll do the next thing, Tank. I appreciate your your willingness, but you are also at the very back. Um, so, okay, three volunteers, come on up. Bailey, you have a microphone. Okay, good. Okay. So, uh, it's windy, so this was a terrible idea, but here you go. Here's this piece of paper. That's why I use an iPad. Ooh. Matthew 25. I'm going to be the master and the narrator. So, y'all just pay attention. It's so long that we're just going to show it. We're gonna, This is going to be a play. I've given them a script, and hopefully this will help you pay attention. Okay. Verse 14, Matthew 25. For it will be like a man going on a journey. I'm about to leave. I'm going on a journey. For those that don't know. I call my servants up. That's you three. I'm entrusting them with my property. To one, he gave five talents. Stinking wind. Five talents. That's you, Courtney. You're pretty gifted. All right. <laughs> to one, he gave five talents. To another, two. Here's, here's two talents, Nick. All right. And to another one, Bailey there you go, to another one, each according to his ability, yes, I just judged them, that's fine, anyways, then I go away, so I'm gonna go away, as I'm away, I want you guys to act this stuff out, he who had received five talents went at once and traded and made five talents more, do some sort of work to multiply your talents, not trading, yeah, just trading in general, it's a work, it's a diligence, Courtney, five talent, yes, I don't know what that means, whatever that's what the five talent person chose to do all right and because of the work of Courtney she made five talents more all right so he who had been given two talents did the same and had two talents more Nick that's I don't know what work that is what does that even mean we should have planned this out better before anyways and the one who received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money Bailey dig it okay okay that's good. Yeah. Okay, man. Brilliant. Okay. So after a long time, the master of that servant uh, of the servants came and settled accounts the with them. I'm back. Okay. As, was that from an inappropriate thing? Possibly. Uh. Anyways, he who had received five talents came forward. You're up, Courtney. Uh. And what did you say? Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I've made five talents more. Okay. I failed finance. You get to keep all of this. Oh, there you geez. go. <laughs> and I said, I'm supposed to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter in the joy of your master. Come over here. This is the joy area. Cool. Okay. <laughs> and also, he who had the two talents came forward saying, Speak. Master, you delivered me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. All right. Yeah, here's two talents more. There you go. Come. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who also received one talent came forward, Bailey, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you had scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is is yours. Thank you. Oh, he didn't say that. He didn't say (laughs) it. Sorry, so sorry. But but the master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed then you ought to have at least invested my money with the bankers. You're a finance major. And at my coming, oh, accounting, excuse me, (laughs) same thing. Anyways, at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. I would take your money, put it to them for to everyone who has more will be given it and will have an abundance but from the one who has not even what he has will be taken away and I cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness into the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth we'll see you later alright thank you guys for that illustration and for the distraction y'all can keep the money okay there's clapping they're proud of you guys sorry about the wind all right so that's the parable of the talents if you caught it hopefully you did if not good you can read it later okay let me just start by just just talking about the first thing that stuck out to me when i heard this and read this and that's this there's seems it seems to be unfair this whole story seems to be unfair that somebody was given one talent two talents and five talents each according to their ability. But I just want you to know, when it comes to the parable of the talents, I want you to know what a talent is. A talent is not necessarily, uh, in, in this time, a talent is a unit of, of money. It's a, it's a worth. It's a currency. It's actually a quantity. Uh, it's a weight. But it's worth a certain amount of money. And I just want you to know that one talent in today's uh, average wage, uh, one talent is worth 20 years wages. And in America, 20 years wages uh, with the average wage is actually half a million dollars. So the one talent person is not necessarily this person that wasn't given something amazing. And let's just be honest. I just gave Bailey 10 bucks for free. She didn't do anything to deserve that, right? Or maybe she does. But I I don't know. And so I, I just want us to know that one talent... It's about half a million dollars, two talents, about a million dollars, and five talents is about 2.5 million dollars worth of giftings that the master gave as he went on his way. And I just want you to know, just from the get-go, that tonight we're not going to talk about how we're going to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. This is a spiritual principle, and it's that everyone has been gifted. Everyone has been given gifts. And All of us have a responsibility to use it. Otherwise, we'll have to forfeit it. We'll have to give up the gift. That's what I want us to see. So, if you have your Bibles, we're going to actually open it right now. Matthew 25, verse 16 is where we're going to start as we're working through this. Verse 16 says this. He who had received the 5 talents went at once and traded with them and he made 5 talents more. So also the 2 talents and made 2 talents more. But he who had received the 1 talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Let's talk about these talents that we've been that this whole parable is about. Talents are of course this crazy amount of money, but what talents uh, are alluding to what what Jesus is saying, it, what what it, he's uh illustrating is this idea of talents is everything that God has gifted us with. Everything that God has given us. And so when you think of talent, a lot of people will be like, talent is your time, talent, and treasures. That's all that God can gift you with. That's a really nice way of saying something like that. I would agree that's a good way to think about it. Time, talents, and treasures. So when you think about your gifting and what God has given you, time, talent, and treasure, that's that's good. I think there's even more. What I would say when, when we think of talent and what the master has given I think we should understand that everything in our lives is what the master has given us absolutely everything I would define this talent that Jesus is is illustrating as our entire being he's given us his breath he's given us breath he's given us energy he's given us maybe giftings passions, desires. He's maybe even gifted us with clothing. He's gifted us with a car. He's gifted us with an opportunity to, to be at, at, in university, whether that be Baylor, MCC, TSTC. There's all these different things, all the way from breath to, to, to your vehicle. I think all of that would be from the master. I'd say everything in our being, that 's all been given from the master that 's what i 'm talking about when when I, when I talk about talent and, and what I think Jesus is saying when he 's talking about talent is is everything that 's been given and the first thing I want us to see with with our talents that we 're supposed to do is, is we 're meant to risk we 're meant to risk the the person that was given five and two talents immediately and urgently go and use the talent to further what? The kingdom to further what God has given them. That's what the parable says that the person with five talents and the person with two talents are quick to use what the master has given them to further the master's wealth. They're quick to use what the master has given them to further the master's wealth. And so that begs the question, am I using what God has given me to further his kingdom? Am I using? And, and the reason why I like the word risk is because whenever we talk about using our gifts or using our talents or using anything that God has given us, I think it requires a little bit of risk. It, no matter the, what way we use things, I think it's risky. Because in some ways, it, it might not go well for us if we, if we uh, you know, put ourselves on the line with, with, uh, in serving others. Might not, it might not be the biggest hit might not go well and so that's why I use the word risk but, but the question is like the person with five talents and the person with two talents, are we doing that? Are we being faithful with the way that the Lord has gifted us? And what I love here is that the person with five talents and the person with two talents both multiply their talents by two. Do we notice that? And, and God says well done, good and faithful servant to each of them and what that shows us is that God is not concerned with our return on investment for those that are business majors. God is not is God is not uh, concerned about our return when it comes to the giftings that He's given us. He is concerned with our risk, our willingness, our sacrifice. It, it, it reminds me of of us of that dying to self thing. That's what God is asking for us. He's uniquely gifted each and every one of us to be a part of the work of God's kingdom. He is uniquely gifted each and every one of us, and. Uh, what I want us to see here is that you've all been gifted. We've all been called to risk what we've been gifted in order to further God's kingdom. There's something crazy here that I want you to see, and it's this, that the master doesn't give the servants any instruction. That kind of reminds me of life. We're like, what are we supposed to do with our lives? I love senior year. My favorite question senior year, what are you gonna do next year? And you're like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do next year. Thanks for reminding me of that. And then and then later, like all all these adults, I love adults, they're great. But I'm just saying, they're always like, well, just do whatever you want. I, man, if I heard another person say that when I was a senior, I would have punched him in the face. Because what I don't think they understood is that I had no earthly idea what I wanted. Why? Because there were so many options. The freedom is paralyzing sometimes. And I think that's true of a lot of us. We don't necessarily know how to use our giftings to further God's kingdom because there's so many ways we can do it. It could be serving in so many different ways that the options are actually paralyzing. But I want you to know that there is freedom, and it's a gift. So when we think of what should I do for the kingdom, how has God gifted me, and how can I use those gifts to further the kingdom, what should I do? When we answer that question, we can just say, just do something. There's freedom. Just risk it. Just put your life on the line. Give your time, your talents, your treasures. Take every way that God has uniquely gifted you and just use it to further the kingdom. And I I don't know what that means for you. I don't know each and every one of you. I don't know all of your stories, but I just want you to know that, that God has called you to use your gifts to further his kingdom right now. Did you notice what the, per, the person that was given five talents does? He went at once and got to work. I think a lot of us uh, as college students or when I was a college student, I often thought, man, when I'm, when I'm gone, then I'll start to serve God's kingdom once I leave, it will, it will make sense. Once I leave and I have a job, then it will allow me to, you know, share the gospel with others. When I leave and I have a job, then I can do these different things for, for the kingdom of God. But right now in college, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know exactly where to plug myself in. I don't know exactly what to do. All these different things. I just want you to know that the, it can wait mentality is the enemy of urgency. And it, the idea of eventually I'll get to it is the enemy of urgency. And the reason why it's so important is because God has gifted us right now to use the gifts that he's given us to further his kingdom. And we can learn from the person that was given five and two talents that we must live with urgency. Let's just, let's to illustrate this Uh I, I want you to know, I just gave away 80 bucks. Like nobody really even realized that. Um, nobody, we just kind of like brushed over that fact, okay? Um, what I want you to know is this. Uh, to those I just gave away money to, I want you to use that money to further God's kingdom, okay? And I want you to do it this week. I want you to do it by Friday, and since I know each of you, I expect an account, okay, sincerely. And um, I-, I want you to know that wasn't Vertical's money. That wasn't like Vertical's budget. That was actually my money. Like that was out of my pocket. 80 bucks to me is a lot of money, okay, sincerely. And so I, I just want you to know I've entrusted that to you all, and I'm excited to see how you would use it. And, uh, and-, and you can use it in a bunch of different ways. What do you think they should do with that money? That was not rhetorical. Lottery ticket, great idea. What? Buy else or gas. Yes, buy somebody else coffee or gas. That's amazing. Anything else? What should they do with the money? If I'm asking them to use it for the kingdom, how should they use it? Donate it. What's up? Grab lunch with a homeless person. Grab lunch with a homeless person. That's what I have written down. Give it to the church. Take a homeless person to dinner. Martin Luther said he would plant a tree. Uh, I would say you could go on a date I don't know Uh, you should buy uh, some old fishermen some bait that's sitting on the side of uh, the Brazos over here maybe you should even do something for yourself if you're stressed you go buy yourself some Sonic I don't know what I want you to know is even uh, buy a meal with somebody that was like Jesus' primary ministry everyone remembers that he did miracles and did other things he also ate a ton of meals with people sinners and tax collectors to be exact I just want you to know that we have far more freedom in Christ than we could ever imagine. What you could do with that money is something very simple. And and I, I say go on a date kind of as a joke, but I mean it sincerely. I guess Nick was the only dude that can control going on a date. But uh, like if that's what's honoring and glorifying to the Lord, and that's going to further God's kingdom and and pursuing somebody, that might be exactly what he should do with that money. I know that sounds like crazy and kind of off the cuff, but you're like, man, there is total freedom in what it looks like to serve God and honor Him with what He's been given. What's been given to us. There's total freedom in the risk that we've been given. So let's keep going. Verse 21. We're going to look at uh, the reward. As I said to the person that was. Uh, to the one that was given five talents, the master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 23 is is the response to the person that was given two talents as well. And it's an identical sentence. Sentences. Identical response. And what the reason why I emphasize that tonight is, is when we're faithful... Uh, this this is showing that first the rewards we get I want to focus on first. There's a reward to to risking. There's a reward to to taking the gifts God gives us and using them to further the kingdom. And the reward is when we have been faithful with little, He'll give us more. I will set you over much. There will be more opportunities. Two, uh, you get to enter into the joy of the master. I know it was funny to stand over here and be like, hey. My squad's on this side, right? Like that was funny. But at the same time, we get to enter into joy. We can find joy in the way God has gifted us and and the way God is using us to further his kingdom. There's joy. Let's just be honest. Most of us are looking for joy in life. I'm gonna try to keep my face this way for the sake of everyone in this wind. Everyone is looking for joy, Satan. <laughs> or maybe it's the spirit and he's here. Amen. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so we see that there's a reward for, for receiving the gifts that the master has given us and using them to further the kingdom. We get, we get more opportunities and we find joy. We find purpose in life. That's our unique gifting. But what I also want us to see here is that when it comes to what the Lord has gifted us with and the way we're using it, we don't have to compare it to others. We don't have to compare it to others. When it comes to God's work through us for the kingdom, we are not judged in comparison to others. When it comes to the economy of the kingdom, success is in our risk. It's in our surrender. It's not in the statistics of how many people uh, are, I need to be really careful about the way I say this. Uh, God is using us to reach. It it doesn't matter how many people God is using us to reach. We don't have to compare how many disciples you have to how many disciples your friends have or your roommates have. Like for me, let's just use an example. Uh, I don't have to compare myself to JP who was here with us last week. Like that would be be so dangerous or maybe even, even crazier. Like that'd be like me comparing myself to Billy Graham. I don't have to compare myself to Billy Graham. God has uniquely gifted me to use my gifts to further his kingdom. So if I'm a two-talent person and JP's a five-talent person, I just have to come and use what God has gifted me to further the kingdom. And I don't have to worry if, if all I have is two talents more and what he has is five talents more. We don't have to compare the way God has gifted us, and we don't have to compare the way God might be using us. And so tonight, uh, I really think this could be illustrated just by the, the understanding that we're all called to run our own race. We're all called to our own race. And so uh, tonight, I'd love to just have a few people. I, I want to have a race. Who thinks they're fast? Tank, you get on up here, man. You've been talking a lot tonight, okay? Anybody else? Anybody else think they're fast? All right, Austin. Hey, they're going to run around the track. This is 400 meters. All right? All right, all right, all right, all right. We have these two crossing the finish line together. That's amazing. I appreciate you guys. You guys can go ahead and sit down. Uh, The guy that won is in the red hat. His name is Will London. He runs track for Baylor University. He also competed last year in the World Championships in London for Team USA. He won a silver medal in the four by 400 meter relay and ran the fastest relay for Team USA. Let's give a round of applause for everyone. But also a special thanks to those guys. And that's amazing. I also didn't expect everyone to actually keep up with him. Uh, he runs a 44 to 47 second 400 meters. Um, but we couldn't let him like, you know, actually do that because if he got hurt, his coach would actually shoot me. And so tonight, we laugh. That was amazing. That actually was a lot of fun. Uh, We should do that more often. But what I want you to know is you're just simply called to run your own race. Like Will London, he's gifted differently than you are. All of those guys are gifted differently than Will London. And we're... (laughs) And so I just want you to know that God has a unique race and pace for you. He's uniquely gifted you as a believer. And he's just asking you to be faithful with what he's gifted you with. And he wants you to take all of that and everything he's given you and put it towards furthering his kingdom. And we get, in doing that, we get to live in joy. We get to live in understanding our purpose. But I want to warn you tonight with this. Uh, Before you go off trying to make God happy with you from uh, tonight, I want you to know this. This isn't a work for God's approval message. This isn't a work for God's salvation message. We need to know... Or ask ourselves this question, am I doing this to make God pleased with me? Or am I doing this because God is already pleased with me because of who Jesus is? So for those of you tonight that, that, that don't know Jesus, I want you to know that we don't work using our gifts to earn our salvation. We simply give our lives and our gifts because of the work that Christ has done on our behalf on the cross. And the reason why is because Jesus had all the talents. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. And he didn't count equality with God something to be grasped. So he came down to earth on our behalf and risked his entire life. His, all of his talents, he risked them, put them all on the line in being obedient to the Father. And what was his reward? it was death it was the reward that or not reward but it was the justice and judgment that we deserved and he took on our behalf and that's why we can risk and give our giftings we can get we can give everything that we have because Jesus did it perfectly on our behalf already the last portion of scripture that we're going to look at tonight is verses 24 through 30 and it's talking about this the last servant the servant that buried it as Bailey so uh, kindly showed us just just put it there and uh so if you'll if you're you'll turn in your bibles or look on the screen it says this he also who had received the one talent came forward saying master I need you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. His master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have, where scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. At my coming I should have received what was my own interest. So take the talent from him. Give it to the man who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's intense. But what I want to really quickly point out to you tonight before we close is this that the the servant that was given one talent makes an excuse and his excuse is kind of dumb it actually doesn't even add up if if he really knew his master to be a hard and harsh person then he at least would have put the money in the bank he wouldn't have buried it and what the Bible says in the Greek is uh, this servant, this worthless servant is actually a useless servant. It's, it's, a, it's a life wasted. And the reason why it was, uh, it was wasted and it was worthless and it was useless was not because of the sin that this person committed. I want us to take that away and, and recognize that tonight. The person who was given one talent wasn't cast into utter darkness and and weeping and gnashing of teeth and what I would say eternal separation from God. They weren't cast in that because of the sin. They were cast away for not using what the master had given them. Just living safely, burying the treasure. It doesn't even say that The person with one talent used their treasure for themselves to build up their own kingdom, which is what many of us even tend to do, which might even be far worse than what this person did, which was just bury the talent. And the reason why the servant acted this way is, I think, a very important thing for us to recognize tonight. The way the servant viewed the master changed the way the servant served the master, And for us tonight, what we need to understand is that the way we view and understand God changes the way that we live. If we think God is harsh and hard, and maybe even we think that God or the master won't come back, then we might also bury our treasure and not use what God has given us to further the kingdom. If we believe God is harsh and hard, we might always be worried about what could go wrong. Maybe we're just making sure our good outweighs our bad here on earth. We're living with no loss, but also not necessarily any gain. But I just want you to know, for all of us tonight, a misunderstanding of our master can lead to a useless life. And I just want you to know, just so it's super clear, he's not hard. He's not harsh. He actually is the most gracious person in the world. To take the penalty of sin that all of us here deserved, take it on our behalf. He didn't deserve that reward, but he took it so we could have life. He didn't just give us life through the cross, and he also entrusted us with gifts to further his kingdom so that others could know this good news as well. So what's the pebble we've been everywhere, and the wind has been frustrating so what's the takeaway for those that don't know we're in a series where we're talking about a pebble we're just talking about something that we can take away we can think about. And the pebble this week is this. Am I using what God has richly and uniquely gifted me with to further his kingdom? Am I using what God has richly and uniquely gifted me with to further his kingdom? That's the pebble. And as I was thinking about this even this week, I was trying to think of what what this means for those that are in college. Because I will admit, I think it's harder in college to understand how to use our gifts for the kingdom of God. So, in closing, I just want to talk about what do I do with what I've been given in college? As I said earlier, just do something, certainly, something. But what could I do? And for me, prayerfully, as I was working on this, I realized that I spend a lot of time on social media. And I need to give it up. And I need to spend more time (laughs) furthering his kingdom. I I hope that God doesn't, I just think that he's gifted me with time and I'm wasting some of it on social media. And so I'll actually be using it hopefully to better answer the question, how can God use me? So maybe it's something you need to give up. That's taking too much of your time. Might be Fortnite. It's the new thing. Haters going to hate, but I'm just saying you might need to give it up. One day you might stand before the father. He's like, what did you do with the time I gave you? And you're like, well, I was crushing it, right? Like, no, you don't, want, you don't want that. Quit caring so much about ring by spring. I don't know what you're going to give up. That isn't what matters. But I'm just saying, serve in some sort of way. Use what God has gifted you to further the kingdom. If you're an athlete you're gifted in a sport, use the platform you've been given as an athlete to further God's kingdom and tell people about Jesus. If you can read, then you can read to kids and you can tutor them. Really simple. What are other ways you can uh, use your gifts you've been given in college? Uh, some of you are even gifted with a network. Sounds weird. I was thinking of random ways we've been gifted. I'm like, some people have networks and they can help other people get jobs. Because there's plenty of people that senior year can't find jobs, but there's plenty of people that also have networks that aren't necessarily using them. Uh, other other thoughts that I had: uh, maybe you like me love baseball, or you like talking at baseball games. You're just like you like the social aspect of baseball games. Invite people to a baseball game and encourage them while you're there. Talk the whole time, and uh, you get to support the Bears too. Uh, if you've been gifted with a car. You might not think that's like a gift, but if you have, I, I'd say it's a gift. There are people on campus that don't have cars. If, if you've been gifted with a car, drive somebody or people and maybe even drive to Houston. Go see Robbie C. and, and Bayou City Fellowship as they're helping to restore the city of Houston. You've been gifted with a car. You can drive. Sounds silly. Sounds simple. Or maybe uh, for vertical, at least, there's, there's different ways people serve in vertical. There's volunteers. There's all these different things. We have a sermon prep team. They're the people that make sure that what I'm saying isn't absolutely crazy and uh, so those people are Bailey, Courtney, Nick, Colin, Chambers and Scott. We have a media team. I don't know if you've noticed but our media has been absolutely uh, on the up and up recently and it's because of some faithful volunteers who are taking what God has uniquely gifted them with and they're using it to further the kingdom and reach people at Baylor University on social media to bring people to Baylor. That's Lauren, Ben, Maddie, Matthew. That's just to name a few. There's so much more and maybe uh, you're trying to figure out what to do with your summer. Uh, There's a group of 21 people going to engage the islands of Indonesia that are going from uh, from vertical. Uh, for those that don't know, there's a guy named Jeremy Vitt who helps serve uh, as one of our faculty sponsors of vertical. He works for Baylor Athletics, but he's the reason why we meet at the track. He's really good at his job with Baylor Athletics and operations, but he also gives his time to vertical and he allows us to meet here. There's also a freshman that's Right here, named Jacob Lackey, who is hiding himself over here. He runs sound for Vertical. He's a professional sound engineer. He's 18 years old, and he's using what God has gifted him to further the kingdom by making sure that you guys over there can hear me. All right? If you have a problem, you can talk to him. All right? We have a roadie team who faithfully pushes weight each and every week to make sure that these speakers don't just appear out of the sky they don't just end up at the track at the perfect angle to reach you raise your hand if you're on the roadie team thank you roadie team for serving faithfully that's just ways you can serve in vertical I heard that there was a group of about 50 students on a plane to Haiti during spring break is that any of you nope okay none of those people I was told to be encouraged. I thought that was amazing that people would give up their spring break to go abroad. I know a Baylor student who works at Chick-fil-A and uses his gifts and talents to serve others is literally my favorite person in any restaurant ever. He's absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, if you don't know where to serve, you could serve in student government. You could serve in Baylor Crew. You could serve in RUF, FCA, FaceTime with God, InterVarsity. You could be a team manager. You could be uh, a part of this movement of men that Cole, was, uh, Cole is starting that met this weekend and had hundreds of people across different organizations. Uh, just a meeting together to serve and unify Baylor, Baylor's men. I don't know what it is that God has gifted you with. And I don't know what it is that you're going to leave here and do to further his kingdom. I'm not advocating for more events or more programs. Okay. I'm just advocating for all of us to take what God has gifted us with and use it to further his kingdom. Because he's blessed and gifted us richly. He's given us so, so much. And I'm just begging you to do something. And you may ask, Dale, what is the first thing, where is the first place you would go? You named all these random things just everywhere. If you don't know where to serve, the first place I'd encourage you to serve is this, your local church local church. God has uniquely gifted you to be a part of what he's doing here on this earth. And many of us are missing out because we attend church We just attend church as if it's a place where we can go and be just an audience. It's not meant to be this place of an audience. Even vertical isn't meant to be a place where you come and you're an audience. What we're supposed to be is an army that's been uniquely gifted to further his kingdom. And if you don't know what to do, just do something. Go to the church and say, I'm here. Send me, as Isaiah says. Here I am. Send me. And I don't know that might mean one day you're going to be a missionary. That might mean that some of you are going to go into ministry, but that means that most of you are just going to be faithful in exactly the way you've been gifted in the real world. It might not be your vocation. That's why I think it's the time is now. And you don't wait for people like me in ministry to do the work of the ministry. We're a kingdom of priests. We are God's vessels in his kingdom coming here on the earth. And I actually believe that you guys are the ones that are meant to reach the world. God is gonna use you. Just as JP said last week, the fifth Great Awakening. I believe it's you guys. I've literally given my life. I graduated from Baylor, I have a degree, and I'm back in Waco great right like how amazing is that no you guys are worth it and i'm telling you this is just an event this is this is just an event and you guys can be a part of a movement that's far greater than an event here in a track stadium and the movement is discipleship it's 2 Timothy 2.2. What you're learning entrust to others who will be faithful to, to entrust with others also. It's the ministry of multiplication. If you just think about this, just for a moment, based on how many people are here tonight, if everyone in your class knew the gospel and responded to the gospel because of the way that you are working to further God's kingdom. I just want you to think of a class of 30. If everyone just was faithful to reach 30, at Baylor alone, it would reach the entire campus. 30. And how is God gonna reach those thirty? audience so as you leave here tonight prayerfully ask the question am I using what God has richly and uniquely gifted me with to further his kingdom Help us to understand our role and responsibility, but help us to not leave here and try to work to earn more of your love. Help us to leave here and just understand that you have given us Jesus, the ultimate gift, but you've also uniquely gifted each and every one of us to further your kingdom. Lord, we know that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And you have called us to pray for the workers of the harvest. And so Lord, I pray that tonight that that this, this place would not be just an audience, but that we would be an army of your harvest, of the work of your kingdom coming here on the earth. Lord, send us, help us to be a people that are known for using the ways we've been uniquely gifted to just further your kingdom and glorify you in all that we do. Lord, I pray that you would gift us with the joy that you promise us as we follow you. Help us to enter into the joy that you have given us. Lord, I pray tonight you would move in our hearts, help us to understand what it looks like to follow you each and every day. I pray all this in your son Jesus' name.